Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Postcast with David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Jazz beat the Sacramento Kings 104-84 here on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'm interested, you did TV tonight, I did radio. I'm really curious to hear what you think about this. I'm really fired up by this performance. I don't know what it was about tonight just coming in and watching this game, but my feeling was it just... You don't win NBA games without three starters. The Jazz are playing without three guys who universally were ranked in the top 50 in the NBA this year. And at some point, like, it's just too much. And I, Sacramento's not great. They're not terrible. And I don't know why, but to my, I'm just so impressed with what both Rudy and Gordon are doing night in and night out. But also, one through 14, and I don't mean to exclude Joel Ballenboy, but he's, that's not his role. 1 through 14, what Quinn Snyder is getting out of this team and how he's managing it and what this coaching staff does to prepare these guys on a nightly basis and the effort and work and the no quit on everyone from Lamar Skeeter to Zach Guthrie to Mike Wells to Howell Neto to Jeff Withy and to the leadership of Gordon and Rody have both been dominant. I mean, flat out beeping dominant. You know, to start off with this, I never thought the Jams were going to lose this basketball game but at the beginning you're so disappointed with the way they start, and the way they started the third quarter, not only just the first quarter the way they started the, the, the third quarter there as well, and then you start thinking of the, the personnel uh, the number of players that are out, and then the players that are getting the job done for the Jazz in their absence and then you start thinking David, going back to the conversation that I think Quinn had, and we, we, they probably had more conversations about this topic than, than what we heard the other day before the Golden State Warrior game, about being ready when, you, when you're called upon. You can't do anything about injuries. You have to go out there and, and play as hard as you can in order to win, and, and everyone's valuable on this team, and you, you learn your roles. There, or, uh, and your roles are going to change. And your roles are going to change, exactly. And then you watch a basketball game like this, and you see the, the, the effect of, 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 the, of the conversation. And then you see the effect of players wanting to, wanting to win and, and play hard. So we've talked a lot about Gordon and Rudy. Uh, they both are playing at an all-star level. I really think Rudy's probably the second-best center in the NBA right now behind Marcus Gasol. Um, yeah. I can make a I can make a big claim to it because he's incredibly impactful offensively. And he's the third best defensive player in the league, right. or one of the three best defensive players. Maybe Gasol deserves maybe one of the four best. And what Gordon's doing is he's scored ten or more in his ten straight or twenty or more in ten straight games. Last player to do that was Carl Malone. Mm-hmm. Okay, like okay, but for tonight I want to move them aside, and I want to just run down some of these guys, and I'm, I'm going to start with Joe Ingles, who has completely changed who he is as a player. Quinn Snyder said a lot of it's physical offseason conditioning. He's changed physically who he is. Remember that Miami game two years ago where Eric Spolster just isolated him on every play and just embarrassed him? 
No one's beating him defensively. Not to mention he's shooting 60% from three in December. Right. David, I, I see that a little bit different. I just I see Joe, who probably has worked very, very hard, obviously, with that. But I see the Joe Ingles that we did not see when he was playing in Australia because he seems to be playing more relaxed now with confidence. He knows he's going to get time on the floor. Quinn has put confidence in him. You know, he's a passer when they when they call a special play out of bounds. He's a passer. Of the, I mean, he just he's putting him in situations now where he's just as comfortable uh, out there on the floor as probably as he's ever been. And, and I think we're now seeing – the, the, the Joe Ingles that Dante Exum was so excited about getting an autograph from years ago. But that's, that, that's his game. Now, is he helped by playing with better players? He, that always helps by playing with better players. But what I'm also seeing is that you just think about last year when he would penetrate, he would drive, he was always looking to pass. Now it's a mixture passing, shooting the basketball, picking the spots, and then it's shooting step back threes. You hit, kidding me? He's driving going left or right, and shooting step-back three-point shots. We never saw anything like that last year. That tells me that his confidence is, is, is awfully high, and that's the player we, we, uh, we didn't see when he was playing in Australia. Side note, I mentioned like three coaches earlier. We have like 12 of them. Yes. To the other nine, I'm really sorry to mention your names, Antonio Lang and the rest of you. I love you too. Um, Johnny Bryant. Uh, I just didn't shoot, name everyone. I just took a random list of three. So my bad. Um, Howell Neto last year starts 53 games. He's the best three-point shooter of any rookie in the NBA last year. And then he sits. And he had tonight a career-high or season-high in points, in rebounds, and assists. Like, he just ran. He was And his two threes changed the game. They were on the ropes, and he in the second quarter comes in and buries back-to-back threes. He really did, and I think we can go back to our our earlier conversation here a few, few seconds or a few minutes ago about being ready. When, you're, when your name is called. And, and uh, you remember about a week ago, that was the conversation, a long conversation that Quinn Snyder had with with, uh, with, with Neto. Was you just be ready when, you, when your name is called. And, and because I don't think any of us knew what the point guard situation was going to be on, on this team, whether it's if Shelvin Mack was going to be the backup, where's Dante's game, and, and – uh, you just have to continue to compete, and, and who knows? Your name might be called one of these days, and now all of a sudden you're the backup point guard or you're the third point guard. I mean, just be ready. But, boy, what a nice kid. I mean, he's, he's really just kept his head in there. And when you keep your head in it and you and, and you have performances like this, I mean, you just he just didn't put his head down. I really – I've talked to him a lot. He, he, you know, he's not unhappy, but he's not happy, right? Like, oh, you can't be. Right, right. Happy. But he's really just – he's a wonderful kid and really – really going after it uh the other one that i think is maybe a really big story that needs to be talked about more and and then we'll probably wrap it up but there's still jeff with you to talk about who's been great and um is joe johnson has now played more games this year of under 30 minutes than of any year in his career since his rookie year okay this guy was like a guaranteed 33 minutes a night and now he's learning how, and I think he is learning how, and they're learning how to use him, and he's becoming super valuable. He was plus 36 tonight. He is, um, I, I think, to, to sum this up about what I feel, what 
what Joe's about now is being a starter and being a great scorer throughout his career now in his 19th year. Is that right? No, uh, I think that's high, but maybe you're right. Yeah, just somewhere in there. You're it's, usually it's pretty you're high. Us- 17, you're usually right. To have somewhere in there. It might be left. Might be left. <clears throat> but um, he's learning how to be effective in a short period of time. Um, and he's the only player, well, Boris, that backs his man down, takes his time, get to a spot, and just makes it look easy on, on this basketball team. Boris Diaw would do it from time to time. But he's pretty unguardable in that second unit. Who's this? Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking at the guys guarding him every time he's in the game, and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, like, oh, he's going to score. Hey, this is a seven-time also. <laughs> right. You know, it, it, he knows how to play this game and, and knows how to make it look easy. I don't even think he gets real tired, you know, because get to this spot, go to this spot, set a screen here, you know, just just gets it done. But the important thing here is the way this team was built is to have effective players coming off the bench that could make an impact on the game in a short period of time to go along with the many, many good shooters that the Jazz have on this team right now. Here's the remarkable thing. You're missing three starters, four rotation players, or at least Alec was designed to be a rotation player. He's going to have a hard time getting back in the rotation, quite honestly, the way Joe's playing. Like, that's going to be a really tough thing for Alec, who has not played in a year, really, to try to find a rhythm uh, with Joe Johnson and Joe Ingles playing those minutes. That's going to be a hard one for Alec, and he's a great player. Uh, But they... They're, you're missing all those guys. And the bench guys tonight, Trey Lyles plus 21, Shelvin Mack plus 21, Joe Johnson plus 36, Jeff Withy in 12 minutes was plus 13, and Howell Neto in 11 minutes was plus 11. Who has that kind of depth that they can beat people when they're missing four of their primary guys? And this is one of the reasons, David, that at the beginning of the year, all the, the, the experts said the Jazz are one of the top four or five or six teams in the NBA right now. Did you see what happened in Memphis tonight? No, I did not. Memphis beat the Warriors by 20. Whoa, without Conley. Without the highest paid player in the league, they beat Golden State by 20. Without Chandler Parsons. And, oh, wow. So now what happens? I don't know. <laughs> That's unreal. I mean, it, it's, 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 I think Golden State was due to lose. Golden State never got within 18 in the second half. Wow. They were due to lose. You know, it's, it's, they're going to lose some more like that maybe. You know, wow. maybe not, not that many, but it's just kind of hard getting up for, for teams every night uh, because all the teams are getting up for you. All right, well, the Jazz have moved to 15-10. and 10. I personally find what's going on here just a, a great testament. One through 15, give Joel Ballenboy credit to. Coaching staff top to bottom. Organization top to bottom. This, this is not easy to do what they're doing, and they are surviving it. Jazz win it, 104-84. That is postcast on the Locked On Jazz on the Locked On Podcast Network.